0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Friday, mid-July. I hope that you are enjoying your summer, that you're getting some rest and restoration, that you're making some good memories with your family or with those you love. I hope that you're growing in God's grace, reading some good stuff, uh, consuming some good material, and I hope that you're enjoying our journey through the Psalms. We finished, uh, well, no, we're going to finish Psalm 53 today um, and send you into your weekend. So Psalm 53 is a repeat of Psalm 14, but it's a rewrite, and we talked about that a couple days ago. And so we, we, we went up to verse 5 yesterday, God's indictment on humanity, uh, God's judgment, that God intervened suddenly and in great fear. So we talked about that sudden vindication, sudden execution of justice. And for us, it gives us, uh, for believers, it gives us a sense of promise and hope that uh, bad things are not going to go on forever. And it gives us a sense of urgency, um, in declaring the gospel message while we have time. Some call this the age of grace, okay? We have a moment of mercy right now where the arms of God are open. God has not come and brought down the hammer and final judgment and justice. When he does, it's over, okay? It's, uh, there's no opportunity for salvation after that. So God is long-suffering and patient, and he's giving the world the entire world, an opportunity to receive his grace, to understand his love. And he's put us here in this place, in this time. He sent us to be agents of grace, to be voices and mouthpieces, to share with others um, what Jesus has done for us and the promise of God we hold on to. We do not hope or hold on to our own goodness. We hold on to his. We hold on to the promise that he's going to make things right, that he's going to rescue and save us And we look forward to the day that he will, in a cataclysmic and in a comprehensive way, come back, sweep us up into his love, uh, judgment seat of Christ, marriage supper of the Lamb, forever and ever and ever with Jesus. And until that day, we anticipate it, we look forward to it. And that's what verse 6 of this psalm does. It's kind of a hearkening forward to Revelation 19 and 20 and the grand conclusion of all of the Drama, the, the redemptive history of, of uh, God's plan for time and the ages. It all comes to a final end under the ruling reign and justice and judgment and love and grace of God. And so that's what the psalmist is declaring oh, a longing for. Oh, salva- the salvation of Israel. Now we know this the salve- salvation of Israel is really the salvation of everyone that wants salvation. It comes through Israel, through Jesus, who is a descendant of Israel. Okay, so that's the the picture here, all that the salvation of Israel. Now, there's an imminent real-time fulfillment in that God saved Israel from their enemies. But I'm talking about the full picture of the grand drama of Scripture is that we are grafted into Israel as we place faith in Jesus. We become the people of God. And he welcomes Gentiles to believe in him as well. And so that salvation through Israel is a salvation to all who want God. And it's going to be a, it's going to culminate in a final, ultimate uh, coming of God out of Zion. Okay, all that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. Zion is a picture, it will figure, uh, literally it's the mountain, it's the hill in Jerusalem. Figuratively, metaphorically, it's where Jesus will reign, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the name of the city of God where he will reign forever, okay? So what they're saying is, um, in a modern vernacular, oh, that Jesus would come back today and set up his kingdom and we would live forever under his reign. Oh, that's the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. So what is this last phrase? When God brings back the captivity of his people, Jacob, Jacob is a name for Israel, the people of God. Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Okay. It's number one, an imminent reality for them because God's delivered them from the army of Sennacherib. So he's brought back the captivity of his people. Number two, it is it, it is in short term prophetic because in a number of years, they're going to be overrun by Babylon, taken into captivity. Seventy years later, return from captivity. God's going to bring back captivity a second time, and Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. And really, we could say that's happened so many times to Israel over the last thousand years. And now many Israelites are coming back to Jerusalem, to Israel, and it is a city, it is a, it is a country of rejoicing. Go there with us, you'll see it. And and Jacob does rejoice, and Israel is glad. Okay, even though there's tension, but then there's a there's a big, comprehensive prophecy here that culminates at the end of Revelation that God will finally, ultimately, comprehensively bring back the captivity of Israel, and Jacob will rejoice uh, and be glad. And you're included in the promise if you want to be. Okay, and that's why Jesus came and died and resurrected that he offers you his new covenant love. You can be brought alive to God by grace and mercy. You can be brought into the family of God. You can become the people of God, just like Jacob and Israel were people of God, just like the nation of Israel's people of God. You can be a people of God, and you can anticipate the reality of this promise coming true in your life. Now, friend, I don't know where you are today. What circumstances are befalling you? But take a walk. Dream of the day you'll be in heaven with everybody you love and celebrate the promises of God in your life. Thanks for joining me today, this week, and I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.